Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello ladies and gentlemen, pew pew, uh, welcome to another episode of Another Digital Citizen. It's episode 232. Uh, my name is Fro and with me I have Luke. Hi Luke. Hi Fro, hi everybody. Pew pew. Uh, pew? pew, pew Palindrome pew? 232? Two, two? <laughs> yeah, 232, two. yeah. It's the Palindrome episode. Pew pew Palindromes. Just... Yeah. How many shows are we for, from 250 You that are good in math? What, 18? 18? Yep. Okay, yeah. If you say so. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> if, if somebody wonders, I'm very, very, very bad at math. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast about how incredibly bad I am at math. It's the only subject I actually flunked in school, believe it or not. I always did really good in math. The uh, only thing I ever flunked was Spanish, but I, I'm terrible at trying <laughs> to learn another language. Hola, ¿cómo estás? I did all right in the first... It was sec- like a... Because I did, I did all right in like the, whatever, non-advanced uh, Spanish, right. but once I got into advanced Spanish, I was uh, not good at it. Spanish grammar is weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, once I got into like the he's and she's and what's a her and what's yeah. a him, it's like, yeah. I, how am I supposed to decide what a hat is? It, it, what gender right. a hat is? That really confused the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know what the, the gender of a hat is, write into uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. Hey, if you love this podcast, and people are bored right now because, gosh darn it, I have been bored this week. Uh, hey, send them this podcast because in this coronavirus times, uh, people have a lot of time over because they are even sacked or uh, something from their job and they have time to listen to a podcast send them uh, another digital citizen then because it's free and we like to give and sharing is caring and you can care about somebody and you can care about this podcast by sharing it yeah See go ahead and share it with everybody I out there care. everybody's going to be stuck in their house eventually here so uh, there's hours and hours of another digital citizen to go back and listen hours. to including our COVID-19 special that we just did on Sunday uh, because we just wanted to get it out there. We knew there was a ton to talk about. Uh, we're just going to try to do mostly a normal show like we d- usually do during the week today. Uh, but we have that special if anybody wants to go listen to that. So right now there is 213,008 confirmed cases, 8,775 deaths. Uh, 4,999 has uh, critical or severe damage, and 82,494 have recovered. 
Right. Uh, we're getting this off a website. Uh, I, it's like a live live update count of everything that's going on around the world. Um, let's see. The U.S. right now, 7,253 coronavirus conf- confirmations, uh, which is probably pretty low, honestly, because we haven't even really started testing people yet. And 104 confirmed deaths. Uh, I don't see Norway on here, but... Norway has 1,550, and six are dead. Uh, yeah, Uh, oh yeah, I see it. There it is. I just could... For some reason, they didn't put it in alphabetical order, which probably would have made this a lot easier to find the the names. Right. They did did it in, in, in how many has it. Right, exactly. So, of course, on the top is China, and... Uh, we need to talk about Qatar because Qatar has 442 zero deaths. Maybe they just, you know, it hadn't got, it hasn't really gotten there yet, or it's possible they aren't testing people as well as other places. That's the whole thing, especially here in America, is the likelihood is these, this 7,250 is probably four times, five times, six times higher than that. In all reality, uh, we just aren't testing enough people. So I want to keep a little uh, personal update on my dad. My dad is stuck in fucking France. Still, okay. Yes. (laughs) Right, if you listen to the special, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I told you in the special that they were going to Spain and from Spain to Norway, right? I think I said that. Uh, at least I told you. Yes. Uh, and uh, the update is: guess what? Their flight is cancelled. Out of shot. France, okay. Uh, out of uh, Spain. Out yeah. of Spain. So, so is he in? Is he yeah. in Spain now, or he's still in France? He chose not to go to Spain. He's, he chose not to go to Spain okay. because of flight being cancelled. Uh, they could, of course, not get the flight from uh, France. France. So uh, now the plan is going on Tuesday, but I don't believe that is going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So we will see. All right. Uh, What about you? How are you doing holding up in in your apartment? I'm I'm cray-cray. I think I've seen more TV this week than I have ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Uh, me, me and you should get together and watch a movie this weekend or something so we don't both go crazy because we're both stuck in the... Uh, yeah. Fro is in his house. You are quarantined basically inside of your apartment. I am stuck yep. out in the middle of nowhere. I haven't been to town in, uh, since last Monday, so a week and a half. Almost. Yeah, I haven't. I have not seen a human being in one week and three days, so that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, oh, I'm ordering food from this place. I don't even know if, like, ordering food from, like, a restaurant is necessarily safe, you know what I mean? What do you think about people getting, I, like... Because I think I talked about it last week that, like... Uh, or maybe we talked about it, in per- like, off the show... Uh, the, like, places like food delivery Dying places fast. are going to do really yeah. well right now, but is it really right. safe to be getting food from outside? No. I, I don't know. No, I would never do that. So, 
uh, also a personal update. So I told you that I can go to the store. Uh, so I had to call uh, the store that uh, was going to get groceries for me, get uh-huh. them to bag it. Then I got the psych team in the community where I live to deliver it in front of my door. Right. Then they had to walk away from the door and they had gloves and masks on. <laughs> and they had to walk away from the door and then I got my groceries. I didn't even see them. I mean, one thing you got to appreciate, which maybe you do, but maybe you don't, is that they really do care for you. For Obviously, oh, yeah. they really care about your safety. Oh, yeah. Um, I have never been so happy that I have a colostomy bag in my entire life. <laughs> right, so that's the reason uh, they put you on the red list, as you called it, on the special? Right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I think I, 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 I think I've never been so happy because, God knows, <laughs> it's impossible to get uh, a toilet paper here in Norway. Right. And, and uh, they are sold out every. <clears throat> Like, fucking everywhere it's sold out. <clears throat> really? Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's the same here. Uh, uh, there, I have a local Facebook page to, a the, like, the closest city to me. It's just, like, a Facebook page for the local city where everybody can go and kind of, like, say... Uh, lots of times it's like, oh, there's a crash on this road, don't go down here, uh, avoid the, right. avoid bad traffic, or, like... Oh, what's going on? I heard a, a noise at, at the Seven Eleven. Is there a robbery? So, you know, it's always some uh, little old lady who's concerned about something down the street or something like that. But now this Facebook page has turned into people going, uh, the local grocery store has started restocking. Everybody, if you need food, go there now. Or like uh, this, the hours of this restaurant have changed to this or that. Just like it's become this place where people are like informing on what's happening day to day. So, you know, like... Uh, oh, this restaurant is shut down, or this business is no longer open, or this business is only open for for these hours, or only for the elderly. There's certain businesses here that are like grocery stores where they have certain hours that are only for people who are highly susceptible. So only people over 60 or with some kind of condition are allowed in the store at these certain times, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, of course, there are going to be assholes out there. Uh, we have read in a, in an English newspaper that uh, people are uh, getting money to people that ghost on the door and say they will go grocery shopping and then runs away with it. So please watch out for thieves or assholes. Yeah, there's con artists so- even in this pandemic there's still going to be people yeah. trying to con and they're tr- this one we read it's not conf- confirmed completely but we read that they were specifically targeting elderly people which is even worse mm-hmm. and more disgusting yeah. because uh, they're the most at risk and, and they probably have the most limited resources as well uh mm. so yeah uh, just watch out for your neighbors and everything if you if you think they're being taken advantage of or something like that uh, and not only are old people at risk, it's we're starting to, starting to see that maybe younger people are also just at risk, even if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we we read an article also that isn't confirmed from a Belgium doctor that have said that he has seen cases uh, where people were uh, in the twenties 
And I've seen stuff here from America from people, uh, mostly on Twitter, so again, also not confirmed, because it's Twitter, uh, that there are people in America who are, you know, uh, in their younger 30s, older 20s, that uh, are in bad condition uh, for one reason or another, but they were perfectly healthy people to begin with. They weren't at risk in what we think of as at risk, um, at least right now. So it's just, we got to be careful and everybody look out for everybody else. Uh, I would say there's all these things you could say right now about what you're supposed to do or this or that, but I'm totally confused because there's so much different information and people are contradicting themselves about what is a good thing. Should I use a mask? Should I not use a mask? We're not doctors. We're not going to go into it. Yeah, and talking about... Uh, young people, Norwegian University urged students to return from U.S. cities because they have poorly (laughs) developed health service. This is from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, and I will read their tweet in in accordance with the recommendations of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. NTNU strongly recommends that all students that are outside Norway return home. This uh, applies especially if you're staying in a country with a poorly developed health service and infrastructure or collective infrastructure. For example, the United States of America. The same applies if you uh, do not have health care insurance. So they're calling, uh, they're basically calling the U.S. a third world country as far as health services go. Well, you are. <laughs> it's, I mean, compared to the rest of the world, I mean, that's one of Bernie oh, Sanders, works. like, one of his big talking points is, uh, why can't we have the health care that the, every other developed country in the world has? And when he says developed, that's what it means. Norway's looking at us as, like, uh, this poorly developed country. Yeah. So, even George Dekai <laughs> came out and said Norway with the shade. Accurate though, I I, I like that. Uh, do you have another one that you liked? Uh, uh, there were a lot of good ones online. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says here the U.S. healthcare system has kind of come under increased scrutiny in recent days as the coronavirus outbreak has spread across the country. According to John Hopkins University, the number of cases, uh, right, it's grown since then. So, yeah. So, and we are also, of course, grappling with the pandemic, so we're still the country with uh, the most cases per person, so. Well, you've got socialized medicine, which, according to Joe Biden, will not help you at all with this. Yeah. Health crises crises are are not uh, helped by health care, for some reason, Joe Biden said in the recent Democratic debate. Yeah, this was a weird <laughs> debate. <laughs> Somewhat weird with only two people inside the studio. <laughs> Without an audience? Yeah. Uh, audience, yeah. I kind of appreciated there not being an audience. I thought it. I thought maybe oh, yeah. they should do all debates without an audience, maybe. <laughs> I think so as well. Maybe it's just because after the last one, which the audience was such a sh- crazy shit show, and the whole thing was such a shit show, <laughs> this one seemed like a better debate, but I don't know. I, I agree. I think I think we saw the true sides of both Biden and Sanders, to be honest, in this debate. I mean, it was clear uh, 
there were two totally separate uh, lines of how to deal with this coronavirus thing. Uh, Biden saying, uh, basically, let's see, I wrote it down here. Uh, it's only, we only have this free health care in, in the crisis. In, like, sorry, what is going on? That was a very fucking strange noise. What the fuck was that? I don't know. It sounded like a shoe or something on like a uh, the floor of like a <laughs> high school gymnasium. I think I have a ghost in here because I'm sitting in Thailand. <laughs> I'm sitting so quiet in my sofa. I was like, "What the fuck is that noise?" It scared the fuck out of me. It must okay. be our. It must be oh. our FBI agent. Hey, hey, FBI yeah. agent. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, Biden says that he only wants the. He he wants to, basically everything that Bernie has been fighting for is this coronavirus has brought about uh right and then Andrew Yang as well saying the $1000 UBI that he wanted is now being implemented in the US all this stuff is being talked about as far as the healthcare uh, universal type healthcare that Bernie wanted is happening because of this coronavirus but Biden is saying uh only during the crisis we don't want, we don't want to like if you get sick from coronavirus, we'll cover you. But uh, it, but if you get pneumonia any other way besides coronavirus, then you're not covered. Is basically what Biden said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree agree with you. He was like, "Oh, there will be healthcare right now. There won't be in the future, though." <laughs> well, not only right now. He's like, consider what if during this crisis you got a cold that wasn't coronavirus and you got pneumonia, right. and they don't test you don't test positive for coronavirus. You're not covered under uh, this kind of plan, crisis healthcare plan, because you just right. be, you got pneumonia, but you didn't get it from coronavirus, so you're not covered. Right. Uh, it was like Sanders said about the broken bone in the b- debate. What did he say? What did he, I think he said something to the degree of, if uh, well, what if somebody breaks uh, breaks a bone bone now, and they can't go to the doctor uh, because it, it's a broken bone and it's not corona, right? Right. He, uh, Bernie also says if we can give the banks uh, one point five trillion dollars this week, uh, I think we can give everybody health care. Uh, he also says, how are we gonna? Oh, well, what are we going to do about the elderly, uh, the kids who can't eat at school, the ho- and the homeless? Who's going to respond to those people? Biden never brings up any of these things. Uh, Biden just continuously lies about everything in this debate. Many lies. It was so excruciating to listen to him. And uh, if there were any doubts who, in my mind, won, won the debate, it, it definitely was Sanders. And I am, I'm not saying that only as a Bernie Sanders reporter, uh, supporter, sorry. But uh, I'm also saying it because that man is almost the biggest liar as Trump, and I didn't think that was fucking possible. It, and the, it, when you say biggest liar, he probably lied 15, maybe 20 times. Like, it wasn't even a handful, or, or like two handfuls. It was many, many times he lied during this debate. Can't even cover them all. Uh, there is an article out there that just, I want to say in New York Times, that yeah. listed all the times that he lied, so people can go look that up. Um, Bernie says uh, that he wants to change the economy uh, for this crisis, but not only for this crisis, for the future of the country. 
The moderator asked Bernie, why is this uh, bailout okay, but in two, uh, but you weren't for the 2008 bailout? And B Biden comes back with, the, with this whole thing, questioning of the 2008 bailout, and Biden says that the 2008 bailout was good and saved the economy. <laughs> How are people voting? Does he not? That's such a huge lie. Everybody knows the 2008 bailout was like the worst thing that possibly could have happened. And he just went up there and just bold faced. That's the worst part about it is he just bold faced lied right to everybody in the country without like he has no morals when it comes to lying. Obviously, He's, Biden says, what is a re revolution going to do? And then he brings up how much is Medicare for all going to cost during the coronavirus outbreak like we're in a pandemic where we need everybody needs health care so we don't all die and he's like yeah but how much is it gonna cost bro how much is it gonna fucking cost how much is it gonna cost <laughs> fuck you how much is it gonna cost we just gave the banks and? trillions of dollars and where did that how much did that cost where did we get the money where did the money come from how are we gonna pay for it bro <laughs> fuck you and the, and, and, the uh, and the worst thing is his promise to have a female uh, vice president. Have you ever heard such a pandering thing to promise in your entire life? Right. Uh, and everybody's speculating who it's going to be. Um, I know who. Who? Elizabeth fucking Warren. I don't think it's going to be. I bet, I bet you anything is... Kamala Harris. No. Really? I told you last time he's not going to pick Elizabeth Warren. I think it doesn't make any sense for him to pick Elizabeth Warren, like I said last time, because she didn't go with Bernie. If she went with Bernie and endorsed Bernie, he could uh, bring Elizabeth Warren in and they would follow a Ber they It would bring in Bernie supporters. But since she totally screwed Bernie over, it doesn't bring any Bernie supporters in. He doesn't care about getting Bernie supporter votes. That's why he doesn't. That's why he doesn't need Elizabeth Warren, and he'll pick Kamala Harris or maybe Stacey Abrams. That's my guess. Oh, even worse. And the whole <laughs> and it has nothing to do with their policies or anything else. It's that they're women of color, and he's just playing the identity politics game. Does that make sense? That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I think I think you're wrong. I think the way he talked about Elizabeth Warren in this debate was very clearly uh, a proposal to her because no he I, went, well, oh you should yeah come on I think it was just him trying to pander to the Bernie people without knowing that they don't like Elizabeth Warren I I think he was pandering to her uh, we'll see well, I guess we'll see. Uh, my guess right. is it's see. gonna be uh, Kamala Harris but we'll see uh, okay. you know it could be uh, any female, really. It doesn't have to be a, a specific female that was in this race. It could be Sarah pa Sarah Palin, for all we know. Knowing uh, knowing the Democratic Party, it could be. They'll be like, oh, we want to bring in like some conservative voters, so we'll pick <laughs> Sarah Palin as our VP. I mean, she just w was got kicked off that game show, so everybody, she's relevant right now, right? Well, what's the that show? game show. I, I love that you call it that game show. The best singer. The Masked Singer, right. right. It's not really even a game show, is it? It's like a fake game show. <laughs> it's it's one of the fakest game shows. Uh, let's see, where were we? 
Uh... Yeah, no, but I, I want to say that, uh, that that's one of the things that infuriates me about Biden is how fucking hard he's trying to to pander to everybody and he he has what I call the Roman Reigns syndrome against him. That I I, I, I I get that he's being pushed and I understand that they really want him every fucking Democrat that are so incredibly to the right that they shouldn't be a part of the fucking Democratic Party. But I don't fucking want him. No, I don't well, want him. Even in the states that are voting for him, which we'll cover in a second, um, mm. the people who are voting for him, most of these states, like if you poll them, they agree with Medicare for all. They want Medicare for all, but they're voting for Joe Biden. So it doesn't make sense, right. but it's because the media has brainwashed people so much to think, oh, only Biden can beat Trump, which we know is diametrically the opposite of what is true. It is, uh, Biden is way more likely to lose the Trump than Bernie is, but the mainstream media has literally brainwashed people into believing the opposite to vote against their own interests, literally, where they're saying, we want Medicare for all, all the polls say these states uh, are pro-Medicare for all, but we're going to vote for Biden, they're literally voting against their own interests, right? It, it's crazy to see. Um, I live in I live in a country of crazy people, Fro. <laughs> I, I, I have understood that some years. Well, yeah. me too, since I was in high school, probably. But uh, Biden <laughs> says, I don't take money from millionaires. Uh, and I wrote down, he is just blatantly lying now. Uh, Biden <laughs> says, uh, why don't... Uh, why don't you come over and join me, uh, Bernie? And Bernie says, I don't want to join you. Why don't you join me? And and Biden says something about, uh, well, you have nine super PACs. Uh, want me to name them? And Bernie says, yeah, name them. <laughs> and Biden's like, come on. I can't actually name them because I don't know them and they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best parts of the whole night when he was like, all right, name them. Come on, Joe, name them. Yeah. And Biden yeah. was not expecting him just to call him out. That was one of the best parts of the night. Uh, Bernie says, uh, Biden says, uh, PolitiFact says that, uh, that you, you posted a video that lied about me. And Bernie goes, yeah, well, Washington Post and PolitiFact lie all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, this is where we get into the social security debate. And Bernie just basically yeah. owned him on social security. I totally agree. But Joe again lied about uh, not voting against Social Security, but then online, yeah. if you look on... This is the part where Bernie went, go to the YouTube, and then uh, mm -hmm. the Twitter page, Fro, for YouTube.com, they changed the name to the YouTube that night. It was very mm -hmm. funny. That is very funny. <laughs> Biden says he didn't write the bankruptcy bill, which he did. Again, another bold, bold-faced yeah, lie. Why, why? Why did he say that? That is so easy to research. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? It is. It's so it, because it's just ridiculous. It, it, he lied about all these things are so blatantly lies and just so easy to debunk. But he just. <laughs> it, the funny part is his voters. He's. His voters are so are over sixty. None of these people are going on Google and looking this stuff up, and so right. they just believe his lies, which is 
Again, I just live in a country of crazy people. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> this is where Bernie just says, Joe, this is what leadership is about. And he just goes deep into Joe's record and just destroys his whole record, basically. Yeah. Uh, and it was so beautiful to watch. <laughs> Bernie says people of the of the United States know my record. Uh, and, and Joe Biden says, my record is the same as Bernie's. And Bernie says, no, it's not, Joe. <laughs> and Joe Biden's like, yes, it is. Yeah, we're the same. We have the same. We're same values and everything. So this whole thing, to me, was Biden trying to bring on Bernie people as much as he could. Right. Uh, this is where we have Biden say he wants the first woman VP. Yeah. And I, like I said, that is such a pandering statement. And then they go asking uh, Bernie, and Bernie says, yeah, probably. I'll probably do that. I love that answer. They didn't go, yes. He said, probably, yeah. Uh, Biden says something about uh, not deporting people uh, unless they're criminals. Uh, yeah, to this. Uh, that, uh, illegal immigrants. And Bernie says, that's kind of what I've been saying my entire campaign there, Joe. And Biden again says, yeah, well, so have I. So have I. I've also been saying that. Uh, yeah, anything else it, interesting it, in here? Let me see. Go well, ahead. I mean, it just doesn't really show Biden's true colors. I have no fucking clue who watched this and can uh, say with their liberal heart, I am voting for 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 him. I have no fucking clue how you how you can vote Biden and have a liberal little inch of your heart. Because he's basically a Republican. He even says he he says he's he wants a Republican. He says he wants no new fracking. He doesn't say anything about eliminating fracking or getting rid of fracking. He wants no new fracking. Uh, but Jake Tapper then turns to Bernie and says that fracking is improve, has improved carbon emissions, and that's why we should keep fracking going. Yeah. Bernie says we need, to, we need big changes to fix climate change, not incrementalism and little changes. Uh, they go into the whole thing about Cuba, uh, which is pretty interesting. So They're again still cool. attacking Bernie on Cuba. And then the whole China thing, where they say that Bernie is praising China, which is ridiculous because Biden... If anybody, during his vice presidency, praised China more than anybody, again, a giant mm -hmm. lie. Uh, Biden says, I'd compare my foreign policy to Bernie all day long. And Bernie says, all right, <laughs> let's talk about Iraq, Joe. It <laughs> <laughs> is so fucking incredible. Like, how does he have the fucking balls to do this? Biden uh, says, I'm a Democrat with a capital D, which is like basically just <laughs> saying I'm a uh, con uh, conservative Democrat who just wants the money. Right. And he says, I'm yeah. winning with people who know their place in the world, which I thought was the most condescending. Know their place? Know their place that in the world. So, that is so condescending. I know, but it is just a backhanded jab at pe Bernie, Bernie people is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bernie says, yeah, well, I'm winning the generational struggle after he says that, basically making my point. Uh, he says, I have my doubts you can win against Trump without young voters, uh, but uh, I can do that. 
Uh, and yeah, we get our final questions about coronavirus. Bernie says, we need to make big changes to fix things in America. Biden says, we need to get rid of Trump. And that was the end. Yeah. Obviously, I thought Bernie won. Okay. You thought Bernie won. That's the end of the debate yeah. coverage. And getting rid of Trump will not get us rid of Corona. I'm very, very, very sad if you believe that. And having to uh, enact some kind of crisis thing every time we have some kind of health crisis is not as easy as just having Medicare for all so that it's already implemented if a health uh, crisis comes up in the future again that's uh, after this. So his whole thing of, oh, Medicare for all isn't going to help in a... a pandemic is the most stupid ridiculous backhanded <laughs> dumbest thing ever uh we're going long on the news so let's quick speed this up uh ohio health chief orders polls closed as a health emergency uh during the primary election that happened yesterday uh mm-hmm. yesterday was florida arizona and illinois it was supposed to be two other states ohio canceled as well as one other state i don't remember which one uh, but the Ohio Department Health Director Amy Acton ordered the polls closed as part of a health emergency. Uh, Governor Mark DeWine said Monday night, effectively postponing in-person voting for the Tuesday election. Uh, earlier on Monday, Franklin Court of Commons plea judge declined the order to postpone the Ohio 2020 primary election. So Judge Richard Fry said he was reluctant as common pleas judge in Franklin County to override the election date set by the Ohio legislature. He pointed to the fact that coronavirus has been an issue of concern since January and absentee voting has been an option since last month. Uh, So the governor, is that right? Uh, He said, the governor said, uh, we don't want to, we're going to shut down voting. Uh, they sent it to the courts because apparently he doesn't have like full control of just saying we can't let's shut it down. Sent it to the courts. The judge says we're not going to shut it down uh, for whatever reason because it, it it I don't know why a judge would do that. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Why? Where the CDC has said no more than, no gatherings over fifty people, but we're having poll places with hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people coming to them. So why would the judge not shut it down? The judge didn't shut it down. So the governor went to the health uh, bureau of the state and the health department had to shut down the election because the judge would not. Uh, These other places stayed open. Sorry, go ahead. No, it makes absolutely no sense. I said, Unless the DNC was behind uh, this judge for some reason, and they wanted to continue with the election, even though it was risking people's lives, like they did continue in Arizona, Florida, and Illinois. Uh, let's cover these really quick. Biden uh, in Arizona, 43.5%. Bernie Sanders, 31.7%. Uh, Biden winning there. <coughs> That's with 88% reporting. Florida, 61 or 62% for Biden. Uh, 23% for Bernie Sanders. So Florida really uh, going huge for Bi- Biden. Not really surprised there. It's Florida. Uh, <laughs> Illinois, 59% to 36% Joe Biden with 99% reporting. Joe Biden winning all these states. Do we count any of this is my question to you, Fro. No. No. 
Absolutely no. How are we supposed to trust any of these results? I don't understand how they think we're going to say, oh yeah, that... De See, the thing that I think would have happened here, let's say Bernie Sanders would have swept all three of these states, Fro. You know what would have happened? Mm -hmm. The DNC and the media would have come out and went, oh, these results don't count. Uh, it, nobody was able to get to the polls because of coronavirus, so these results don't count. But if Biden wins, yeah. then they were able to go... Oh uh, yeah, uh, it totally counts. It's it's uh, totally legitimate election. So either way, they were trying to screw Bernie. They were using this coronavirus as a tactic, in my opinion. I think all of these uh, primaries should have been canceled due to safety. I don't know why they weren't. There were thousands of people showing up at polling places. S huge health risk. Uh, I oh. think this was a terrible move on the DNC's part to keep these primaries going. It is incredibly stupid. And I feel so bad about this election result. And not uh, because Biden won, but because people fucking showed up. Well, I, I, it's just, how are we supposed to trust these results even though people showed up in the fact that... We can't! Who, how many people that wanted to show up couldn't show yeah. up or uh, chose not to show up because they were too afraid? This isn't democracy. We should have just waited a little let, while. Let's... Let's say there was an election tomorrow in Norway. I can go out to vote. I'm not fucking allowed. Right. How is it fair that my fucking vote doesn't count? I mean, you could have postponed any of these elections for like three weeks and figured out a way yeah. to do mail-in ballots so that you could send out the... the send it to people's uh, mailboxes, they could send it in, and you could do votes that way. It would not take that long to figure out... Uh, we do it here in Oregon, and it works really well, uh, but they chose not to, and I really do think it was uh, the DNC going, oh, if we if we postpone this stuff, uh, we're, Biden's going to lose his momentum. That's what I think. It's conspiracy theory. Put your tinfoil hat on, but uh, no, I think they saw perfect. that, I think they saw, hey, if we do this, Biden's going to lose his momentum, so we have to send people to risk their lives so that we can maintain our power. That's the way I see it. But uh, if you don't agree with me, send us an email at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory because uh, a conspiracy theory is unproven. This is proven. Of course, the DNC wants fucking Biden to win. There's no fucking doubt in my... But would they allow people to, to literally risk their lives? I mean, like, put of themselves at... They would. Okay. I, I, I think uh, the head of the DNC should resign, and probably more than him, people under him need to resign. They need to be replaced. This is unconscionable what they did this week. Uh, speaking I, of conspiracy theories, Justice Department drops plans for trial over Russian interference in 2016 election fro. Rem remember us being called conspiracy theorists for saying everybody were conspiracy theorists because they all believed in a conspiracy theory? Remember that? Mm -hmm. Justice Department has abandoned his plan for a looming trial focused on the Russian interference in 2016 U.S. presidential election. Uh, mm. With jury selection set to begin in a few weeks, prosecutors asked federal judge to per permanently dismiss the charges Counsel Robert Mueller brought two years ago against Russian firms linked to the St. Petersburg businessman known as <laughs> Yergei Prigozhin. 
The move yes. uh, scuttles a trial that could have been could have drawn the ire of Donald Trump, a high-profile showcase of the U.S. intelligence a- agency's evidence that Russian trolls sought to stir up support for him in the 2016 presidential election while fighting against Hillary Clinton. U.S. District Court Judge Dabney Frederick, a Trump appointee who oversaw the case, formally dismissed the charges against the two Russian firms Monday night. It says here, prosecutors cite several reasons for the shift and were clearly defensive that Russia would portray the decision as proof U.S. evidence uh, that U.S. evidence of the alleged Russian tampering is weak. (laughs) I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. One reason prosecutors cited their retreat was a recent classification determination bearing on evidence the government properly gathered during the investigation. Let me say that again. Classification determination bearing on the evidence the government properly gathered during the investigation, which limits its unclassified proof now available to the government at trial. They're saying we didn't properly... To get this evidence, we improperly evidence. gathered evidence, so it's it's now mm. not available for trial because we improperly <laughs> gathered it. <laughs> that I mean, come on now, oh. I, and I I think this is all coming out kind of in the shadow of coronavirus, so I don't think people are hearing very oh. much about this story. Yeah, well, they're not. I'm I'm going to guess that we were probably one of the only podcasts. Then talk about this. <laughs> Speaking but, of the, I mean, go ahead. It, it fits into a narrative that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing in in politics right, right now. It's like, okay, I, I want to, I want to kind of go back to when when Bush showed evidence for, for the nuclear bombs that. Uh, uh, Osama, uh, not uh, Saddam Hussein had, and all the Kaluba and lies about that. It reminds me of that. It reminds me exactly of that. Except it was all this whole thing was to cover up what really happened inside the Democratic Party cheating Bernie Sanders in 2016. Right. The thing we all conveniently forget especially i mean we even talked about the 2016 stuff in the debate but and i even remember them talking about it uh, in the sense that uh oh these russians helped you bernie and i'm we're still skipping over the fact that what was released in those emails is the fact that the dnc cheated in the they they cheated right uh, speaking of those emails and wikileaks chelsea manning released from jail Huge good yeah. news here. Amazing good news. This uh, is one of my biggest heroes. Now, after these two stories, I would say Assange, release Assange as soon as possible. Uh, former U.S. intelligence analyst and weekly source Chelsea Manning has been released from prison. Manning was reprimanded uh, for refusing to testify in an inquiry into WikiLeaks. She had been held in a detention center since last May. She was scheduled to appear at court on Friday, but the judge ruled it was no longer necessary for her to testify. This happened, mind you, before they canceled the trials we just talked about, Fro. Uh, 
Manning was found guilty in 2013 of charges including espionage and leaking secret military files. Uh, she also acquired uh, more than $250,000 uh, in fines for refusing to cooperate with the inquiry. Her legal team have asked these to be vacated. I know there's already been a like a GoFundMe started, so if you want to look up the Chelsea Manning GoFundMe to get to get the money for this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars because she doesn't have it. Uh, right. Manning thirty two refused to answer further questions about WikiLeaks to investigators because she said she had already given her testimony in two thousand thirteen. You know this is amazing news. I am so freaking happy. I'm I'm glad uh, she's out and uh, like looks at now free. Assange and we will shut up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing some stuff today that uh, his lawyers are putting stuff to the U UK government uh, because of the coronavirus and his uh, he has certain health problems right now. They're petitioning to have him released into somebody's custody because he's super at risk of COVID-19, uh, especially yeah. being in a jail with all those people and having uh, his, the health problems that he has. So uh, at least free him to not let him die of coronavirus, if not free him completely, which I think they should. But really, they're going after him for the stuff from 2009 or whatever, so. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the problem, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's stuff that we know was good for all citizens of the United States, the information he released about the Iraq war. So, uh, it's just a vendetta against him from these governments. But Hey, look, if you had COVID-19, uh, what country would you go to if you had COVID-19? I wonder. Greenland? After Norway. <laughs> <laughs> no one's there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know if that's a yeah. country, but sure. Yeah, I guess people, some people would maybe go to Italy. Why would they go to Italy? I don't think they would. That's probably the worst place you could possibly go, but... Well, if you're extremely horny, you would go to Italy, wouldn't you? If you were so horny you were willing to die, <laughs> you would go to or Italy because Pornhub is handing out free premium subscriptions to Italy. To help fight coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Well, not to help fight it. To help probably fight boredom from coronavirus. Because everybody oh, in Italy yeah. is stuck in their houses. Uh, coronavirus has hit Italy so hard, the government announced nationwide quarantine. And Pornhub wants to keep its citizens from leaving their houses by giving them pre free premium subscriptions. The adult content company announced Italian users can claim premium subscriptions without entering any credit card details uh, through March. Pornhub is also donating a percentage... Of all of its pre proceeds uh, from Model Hub, a subsidiary, a subsidiary of the company, to local Italian hospitals. That is very nice. I will, I will, I will say what they they have sent in the press release. They said, Pornhub have decided to donate." <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, it is very uh, to keep uh, your company uh, company. At home during these weeks, you will able to access Pornhub Premium for free the whole month. That is so nice. In addition of shutting down shops and grocery stores, 
and pharmacies that is threaten citizens to break quarantine with legal action. So somebody I talked to today said we will see a lot of children in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been hearing too, right. Uh, yeah. I, there was there's a meme going around people calling them coronals. The coronials. <laughs> the coronials instead of millennials, they're the coronials. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, I'm seeing an article from two days ago, Fro. Uh, Greenland refo- reports first case of coronavirus. So Greenland oh. two days ago had one case at least. I'm not seeing any uh, okay. any updates from that, though. Okay, let's go to the North Pole then. Yeah, or the South Pole. We'll go hang out with the penguins, yeah. I would rather hang out with the uh, polar bears, to be honest. I think polar bears are cooler than penguins. Maybe a little less dangerous. I don't think that's true, but you can try it out and see what happens, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, talking about Corona, um, German Big Brother. Let's talk about German Big Brother, because... Uh, Big Brother Germany started, was it two months ago? We have an article, so let's go into the article about this. Uh, okay. In The Guardian, you see that article there in the TV round. I, I didn't think about putting it here, but we'll put it here. An ethical nightmare, how coronavirus turned Big Brother house into a house of horrors. Uh, the German version of Big Brother, uh, the show start, started on February 6th. The contestants currently have no idea the rest of the world is living through a pandemic. This is a fr- from a few days ago, this article. Uh, they right. have no idea that the rest of the world is living through a t- pandemic because of th- the rules of the show. They are not allowed contact with the outside world. Uh, when they went into the house, no case of coronavirus had been confirmed outside of China. And incredibly, even the new people that had entered the show all the time, they are not allowed to tell current housemates anything about the outside world. Uh, so, uh, Also, Canadian Big Brother started on March 6th, so before mass gatherings banned in the country, uh, the confused housemates can't work at, out why they cannot hear the audience booing from inside the house during evictions. Uh, maybe the house is suddenly soundproof, offered one of the contestants in a clip that had gone viral on Twitter, <laughs> which sounds stupid until you realize... Ran- uh, which sounds stupid until you realize that one of them randomly was guessing, oh, maybe it's a global pandemic that broke out and it's unsafe to gather in crowds. Some of one of them said that they didn't they didn't know what like they, they were just speculating in a hot tub or something on the show and they got it right on accident. Uh, what I've what I'm hearing now is that the people in the Big Brother Canada house have been have been informed from that it. it they were informed, uh, as well as uh, the Germans have also been informed, and we have a video of them actually being informed live on TV. So the the Canadians they said it not they didn't use it as like a ploy for TV ratings. The German Big Brother kind of used it as a ploy for TV ratings. Uh, we'll talk about that after we watch the video. Go ahead and give me a countdown, Fro. Yeah, and uh, you're going to say what they are saying. I hope. Okay. Because you uh, yes. faster reader than me. Sure. Okay. Because this in is in German. Yes. <laughs> in three, two, one, play. The world is currently a lot going on in the world events since you entered the house. We'd like to inform you as to why we're here and why we're behind a glass screen. 
COVID-19 has basically spread across the world. In recent days has triggered a global pandemic. This is a disease similar to the flu and is mainly dangerous for older people. We are going to allow you to speak to your families so you can rest easy and you can communicate with them as they are all here today. Oh, I started it over. So they didn't really react. The German contestants were just kind of like blank faced. What do you think about that? Uh, I saw I saw uh, a longer version of uh, what you saw right now. Okay. And of course they break down and start crying and things like that. Yeah, I have uh, the I have the episode and I'm gonna watch it after the show. But I didn't have time to watch it this morning and it hadn't come out yet uh, anywhere I could watch it in America uh, right. until last night very late. So. Uh, I didn't have a chance to watch it yet, but I will be watching it tonight. I assume after the hosts leave, that's when it all breaks down, maybe? Right. Did anybody choose to leave the house? Oh, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I almost told you. <laughs> right. Uh, I will try, if I can, I'll try to post that video uh, or the whole episode, if I can, on our Facebook and our Twitter. Right. Uh is going to tell the truth of no more waiting progressive politics now hello this is Trump but Trump tells the truth well, I would like to talk about politics I'm going to talk about humankind today yes and this segment is going to be a little longer than usual we have been in a situation where Europe is in a lockdown my city is soon in lockdown and I lost my job yeah I work in a doorman or security guard in, in the nightlife in Bergen, but they don't need us anymore. So, that's shit. But I'm a little bit lucky, because I'm living in a country with a social security system who's good. Yes, a lot of people say we should not take politics into part of this, but we should make politics into part of this, because how we handle this crisis and how it affects people has a lot to do with politics. If you have a, if you have a healthcare system who don't take care of you, that's politics. If they will not let you pay you when you have a sick leave, that's politics. When this crisis here make it ten times worse than ever, yes, you should talk about politics. Last time we have a big crisis, a crisis we talk about, we have to stick together. That's a good thing. Bipartisanship is a good thing. Working across the party lines. But this is also politics. When thousands of people can lose their jobs and lose their lives, that's politics. If they're not being treated because they don't have a health security, that's politics. When we have we finish with the crisis and we have to deal with the aftermath, we cannot take the clap on our shoulders that, yeah, our big leader, our big politicians stood together and fought about this. We cannot criticize anything. That's what we do when we talk about war. Nobody can talk any criticism against the Vietnam War because that's pissing on the troops. We cannot criticize the war to Bush and all the mistakes he did and lies he did because of 9-11. And now we cannot talk about because talk about the healthcare system because that is pissing on yeah the president or <laughs> or anyone else who's working in healthcare private sector. But it is. This is 
a serious situation. It's a dangerous situation. And what we need now is an aftermath. It's just to say it a little bit. We don't want a system. When a crisis happened, nobody has security. Because security in the bottom is all we all need. I hope you will vote for politicians who take the security seriously. Because this is politics. This is politics at the highest level. When authority says we have to abandon some rules and regulations just to do what we want during a crisis, you should fucking be serious about it. But American people are not very much. When you're buying a lot of weapons, toilet paper, and come conspiracy theorists about God and bullshit, that's fucked up. Therefore, I'm very glad I don't live in the United States but living in Norway. A university in Trondheim is one of the best universities in, yeah, in Europe. Had a message to um, the people they had in the United States, come home, the healthcare system in the United States is bullshit. They had to, just, <laughs> had to do something about that statement afterward, but, but the jungle telegraph was already in order. A lot of people were talking about it all around the world. And some Americans like, yeah, you cannot criticize us. We are the best in everything. Like, being the best is fucking religion, just to say it. I gonna, I thought about this by a second before I talked today, and I thought I was going to be more calm, quiet, talk about fucking holding hands. But I'm not, because I'm fucking tired, and I'm start, starting to get sick. Yeah, maybe next week I will not have a segment because I'm lying fucking down. You can hear it in my throat already now. But what what should come after this crisis is politics. How we run a country. How we elect our leaders. How big business can fucking make a bunch of fucking money on us while we're fucking starving and die. That's politics. That's what should be issue number one in this election. Not how much one person love God or fucking how much he loves his country and how much he fucking pray. That has nothing to do with a fucking shit. Yes, I'm swearing today. I'm swearing a lot. We're talking about what will he do in this crisis? A lot of people talk about nationalism. When Trump talked about this, he talked about America first. A lot of other big <laughs> alternative leaders says exactly the same. But this is not fucking America first or anyone first. Science don't give a fuck if you're American, a Norwegian, or a Brit, or a Jew, or a Mexican, or a Muslim. When this is a crisis, it's a crisis for everybody. What we need now is more international collaboration, not less. We need more European Union. We need better UN. We need something to fucking people to stand around the board think like, people first, not countries first. That's how you fucking will solve this. There's a new progressive political views. So let the Boris Johnson and the Trumps and the motherfuckers in Poland, Hungary and all national bullshit leaders be elected, be elected out the next elections. Because the only thing that matters now is elect new people, new ideas and new progressive politics. This was Trump, but Trump tells the truth. Have a fucking splendid week. Thank you, Trump. Seems like he's turning around again. <laughs> It's like last week he was like, "World Biden," and now he's like, oh, "We want progressive politics." <laughs> uh, I mean, I think 
the whole thing right now is is Bernie going to drop out? Is Bernie not going to drop out? Uh, I there was something this morning. I saw an article Bernie saying we're definitely not dropping out. Uh, another article I saw Bernie's assessing his campaign. I'm not really sure what that means, but I believe Bernie's going to stay in at least until the next uh, dip or primaries because I don't think anybody re- think about how much of a shit show this election has been up till now. Iowa. Uh, and then these states and everything else with the the coalescing of the whole Democratic Party behind Biden, everything has been so just shady that I don't I, I don't know how many people really trust this Democratic uh, primary to begin with at this point. Um, and another thing is anything could happen. Something could happen to Biden and Bernie would just end up becoming the nominee. Uh, Biden could have some kind of problem that happens whatever it is, uh, coronavirus or something. And Bernie could end up in there. There's a, still a ways to go to the, to the convention. Yeah. It's not looking good though. I'll be honest. It does not look good. Anyway, we have the email address. If you want to email us, like some people do. Hi, Jeremy. (laughs) It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. We have a Twitter. It's at podcast ADC, at podcast ADC on Twitter. Over a thousand followers. Woohoo! We are a member of Pod All the Time Network. Luke, tell me a little about them. Uh, Pod All the Time Network. Uh, go check them out on Twitter. They help us out. There's a lot of podcasts on, all the po- on Pod All the Time Network, including us and. The Raw Sex Podcast, a podcast talking about relationships, sex, love, and dating from an older and young younger generation's perspective. Uh, yeah, go check them out. They're pretty new um, from starting in November of last year. Uh, let's see. We got yeah. something from Jeremy on the Facebook on the last show. I just got to go there. Really quick. Yeah, that's another digital citizen on Facebook. Another digital citizen on Facebook. Yeah, go join our group. Uh, Jeremy says, coronavirus doesn't bother me. Uh, this is about his email last week. And I had said uh, I wanted to hear about the what he thought about this whole cruise ship thing with the coronavirus. Uh, oh. Coronavirus doesn't bother me. Our cruise is, is scheduled for February of next year. So, like, almost a full year oh. away. I didn't know that when I said it at the time. Uh, the mass, this mass hysteria will be over in about three months, and we'll move on to more presidential, <laughs> presidential dumbassery. <laughs> no, uh, I, I will think... point out that this email or this message was sent six days ago, before a lot of the craziness has, has happened. For so, yeah, uh, this I think I think we probably right now. Are looking at the end of July, beginning of August, somewhere where we probably won't have any more Corona things, hopefully. And then there's a lot of talk of then it's possible there will be a resurgence of it in the fall again, yeah. uh, a, like a second wave. So yeah, we will definitely see. Hey, look, uh, did you know that uh, WWE did something very smart this week? Uh, they decided to move WrestleMania. Tell me a little about that. Uh, is it smart? I don't know if it's... Well, There's one side thinks it's smart. The other side thinks that they maybe should have done something different. 
but WWE announces that WrestleMania will switch locations and continue without a live audience. Considering the flagship show of WWE, it is the longest-running professional wrestling event in history, first held in 1985. The show, typically presented as a spectacle, has been frequently compared to the Super Bowl in accordance with its importance. Uh, WrestleMania typically serves as the season finale of WWE, where the storylines culminate and reset. Uh, this year was planned to be no different as several significant matches have already been announced. Uh, the, J oh, the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, uh, but realities of the coronavirus has forced a change in the plans. Uh, and it will, it will happen without it, any audience members in attendance. WWE announced in a statement that all Tampa Bay events related to WrestleMania will not take place. And instead, WrestleMania will be live streamed from a closed set at the WWE training facility in Orlando, Florida. Only essential personnel will be present uh, will be present to produce this event. The date of WrestleMania has not been changed and will still air on April 5th. I think this is smart. Why don't you think it's smart? <laughs> well, there is a contingent of people that are saying instead of just continuing to have WrestleMania and having it at the performance center that they should just delay it and have it when they can actually have a crowd of people. Nah. Why? Well, I mean, the argument is wrestling doesn't have an off season. Uh, just this year have wrestling have an off season and the wrestlers get a break and which is probably good for them to heal up and everything. And we can continue the storylines in a few months and we'll actually be able to have 30 or 40,000 Thirty or 40,000 people in the arena, and WrestleMania won't look like an indie show, I guess is the argument. I can understand that, but uh, yeah, no, that would be terrible uh, weird, I think. Why? It's going to be a... You don't think this is going to be weird in the performance yeah, center? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I said that. I said it's going to be fucking weird anyway, but... But uh, I, I I kind of understand their reason to do it like this. I mean, my, my uh, thing is there is no definite answer as to when this is going to be over. So I understand that right. people are saying, hey, let's wait a little bit and maybe we can have a crowd. Like, a lot of people who had plans to go to this aren't going to be able to come from England now or wherever they were coming from around the world in right. a few months. But at the same time... They WWE doesn't know if this is going to go on for once or all the way to the end of the year or it's going to be weeks. Right. So I think this is the best decision in the sense that they could say, oh, we're going to postpone it, but they don't really know how long it's going to be postponed. And so uh, I guess this is the best solution. Yeah. It's going to be weird so. to look back at in... 10 years even, even 10 years down the line, yeah. and look back at all the rest, yeah. you, if you were to watch the WrestleManias in order, and then you come to this one, it's going to be very strange. Yeah. It is. I'm still going to see it live, so it's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun with the boys that day. Anyway. Uh, fun with yeah. the boys. Sorry? Fun with the boys is like a meme from like a few months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, did you watch anything on TV this week? Because Dr. John, I have. Oh, yeah, we're doing TV, right. Because uh, <laughs> we already covered that other story. Yeah, uh, what did I watch? Let's start with 100 Humans on Netflix. Okay. Uh, did you see this? No. 
I have not even heard about it. <laughs> this this is an interesting show I'd recommend checking out, maybe, Fro. Uh, super middle yeah. of the road, but interesting in a way. Okay, so it's they they have three hosts who are trying to figure out a scientific idea in the sense, kind of Mythbuster sense, where they where they come up with the idea, like, one of them is, uh, does a man, a man's ability to dance well, does that, uh, coincide with his, how high his sperm count is, is one okay. episode. And they take a hundred people, and they use these hundred people to do tests to figure out, uh, which man which men are the best at dancing, and then they figure out which of those men have the highest sperm count, and then it also goes into the whole idea of, like, uh, uh, how women find men attractive, and this and that, and they do, that's just one episode. And then each episode, they find, there's a different topic, and they use a hundred people to answer the question that they come up with. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of interesting, very reality show, uh, Put, put together very reality show esque. Uh, I would wouldn't really compare it to MythBusters as much as that Adam Savage MythBusters show on Netflix. Kind of, um, yeah. I give it a five point five. I'd say it's very slightly above average. Okay, but I would recommend you checking it out, bro. <laughs> it's not the thing. Very slightly. It's now. At least. It is now. I watched uh, something uh, new. Well, kind of old, but new for me. The Incredible Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret. Have you heard about this? Uh, yeah, I have. It has David uh, Cross, Will Arnett, and also it, it uh, has uh, Spike Jones in it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the stuff for it. It is so incredibly fucking good. It's a black, black, black comedy from America. There's three seasons and it ends perfectly. It is the three, like, if I, uh, without spoiling anything, all three seasons go together like uh, glove and hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, from the beginning and to the end, it's just one of the best rides I have had in many, many years. I can't recommend this highly enough. I am giving all three seasons uh, uh, eight and a half. Okay, yeah. That's something I've seen around, I don't know where, maybe Netflix, maybe hulu or something and i i've seen it on there and gone maybe i should check that out but i never have because mostly because i really like david cross but i just never have watched it and it's so dark it is so dark really okay i didn't know that like if you love dark comedy you don't get darker than this which i do yeah (laughs) yeah what else have you seen? I saw Black Monday, uh, the return of that on HBO. Uh, well, episode one and two of season two. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this? Very happy to have these. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, we didn't think it was going to come back. We had said, how do you make a second oh. season out of this? But it clearly <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about this? Uh yeah, if you didn't see the first season, this is about the uh, 
stock market crash in the 80s. Uh, why That's why it's called Black Monday. Uh, and it's about these stock traders and one of them who gets in trouble for causing the Black Monday and he runs away to what, like Mexico or something? Uh, and mm-hmm. th- it's about the people who stole his company from him in the second season. And it looks like after episode two, it's going to be all about him kind of getting revenge against the people who stole his company, which should be fun. I should mention this is also a comedy. <laughs> and it's very funny. Uh, I thought it was just as funny as the first one, but maybe a little more yeah. a little more drama and less comedy than the first one. I still really enjoyed it. I gave it an 8.5. Yeah, I, I think... My only complaint is, like you said, it is a little more drama than the comedy part this season. Uh, at least episodes we have seen, but I give it an 8. Yeah, we're right around the same same uh, score, so I, I'm not surprised. Uh, what else did you see? Uh, I saw uh, a, a very weird theory called Mafiaso. Mafiaso. Okay. Hmm. Uh, this is uh, five seasons of Mafiaso, because I have had uh, very much time to watch things on TV this week, because I'm, I've been stuck inside. Uh. <laughs> Shall I stop making a very like stupid uh, Italian uh, 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 but uh, this is a French crime drama, so it's even more funny that I'm making this. You're making an uh, Italian accent because it's French, Italian. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, um, this is so uh, kind of uh, crime drama. I really, <laughs> really, really liked it. I don't think a lot of other people will. I think uh, this is my personal taste. I mean, I have seen all all seasons of it, all five seasons of it this week, because I have had nothing to do. Uh, so, I mean, it, it involved me enough. Uh, I think I will give it all, all five seasons. I will give uh, seven. Okay, I only saw one more thing, and I know you saw it, so go with all the things you saw this week. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I also saw, saw something on Netflix called Blood Ride, or Bru... Uh, Bru... I think it's called in Norwegian. This is a Norwegian Netflix show that I have never heard of in my entire life before I found it on, on a tracker this week. I was like, wow. Okay, cool. I saw it on Netflix. I just didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't know it was Norwegian, but maybe it wasn't on Norwegian TV. It just got picked directly up to Netflix. That's possible. Yeah, it it got directly picked up to Netflix. I never heard about it. But I really, really enjoy this. Uh, This is a horror uh, and anthology series from Norway with amazing good actors. I will say that every freaking episode works except the last one. And I find that a little sad because it's it's only six six episodes and five of them work. The five first works. But the six six one is pretty bad to be to be completely honest. I, huh. I think I would 
I would give that episode a two, and rest of them a nine. That's weird. So, okay. Yeah. So, where do you land if you give uh, five episodes a nine and one a two? Well, if it was the final episode and the the whole wrap-up of the show was bad, it's going to lower the score a lot. Like, if you were to give the middle episode a two, it'd be one thing, but if it was that the ending was really crappy, then it's going to lower the score quite a bit. But it's an anthology series, so it, it's uh, every episode ends. Oh, I so. see. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know, then. I will give it a seven. Yeah, I mean, I think- if you were to average out all of them nines and one of them a two, you'd be a little higher than a seven, but yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you have not seen anything else, you said? Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I have also seen The Plot Against America. Uh, this is based on a book. Uh, it is very loosely based, because uh, in in the book we we follow uh, the, true, the true way of Hitler getting into power, and uh, also the American version of it, that is uh, kind of with the Lindbergh and everything. I don't recommend this. Uh, I thought it was a shit, shit, shit episode. Uh, there's only one episode out. I would give it a three, I think. I didn't like it at all. Uh, I saw the commercial saw... for it. It didn't look good. Yeah. Then I saw the Pale Her Horse season one. I give this a seven. <laughs> then I saw Westworld. Look. Westworld season three, episode one. What did you think? Yeah, I've talked a lot, so why don't you go into it? I was not impressed, to be honest. No. It felt like a whole different show. Maybe that was the biggest problem I had with it. Uh, I was expecting... uh, What was was that crime show, Black something? Uh, I was expecting it to be, like, more of, like, Westworld and less of, like, an action thriller. Uh, I guess once you leave Westworld... It becomes this, like, I don't know, fight choreography, like, ninja movie, which I was kind of like, this is not the same to me. I don't think I have been this disappointed in a first episode of a new show season ever. I can't remember the last time, at least. Uh, Um, Better Call Saul, probably. Well, Better Call Saul was boring, but it wasn't like... Uh, you said uh, I, you said you don't remember the last time, and I would say that's probably the last time. Yeah. But uh, no, this utterly disappointed me. I have no fucking clue where they're going, and I'm not sure if I'm that interested, to be honest. It's the final season, uh, so this is going to wrap up everything else, so I'm going to watch it. It's just, is it? That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, but is it going to wrap up everything? Oh, that. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Yeah. I would assume so, wouldn't you? Uh, I, I don't trust the man behind Lost anymore. <laughs> behind Lost? Yeah. It's the uh, same guy that made this. Okay, it? I don't think so. J.J. Abrams? Wasn't J.J. Abrams in charge of Westworld? 
the first season? Okay, maybe not. I don't maybe think I, so. Okay, maybe I am remembering correctly. But uh, yeah, no, I give this episode a sad and utterly, utterly sad three. Oh, oh I'm it. seeing it right here. J.J. Abrams is an he's a producer, but he does he's not involved yeah. in like he's not the director or anything like that. Right, he is a producer, so that means he produces. That just means he gives money to the production. That's all that really means. It doesn't mean he has any uh, any say on anything, but producers generally do have some say. But it's seeming like created by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Those are the two people that actually created it. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, but I give this first episode a three. What did you give it? I give it a six. I mean, it's not what I want it to be, but that doesn't make it a bad show. Hmm. I'm not sure if I agree. <laughs> we don't have to agree. <laughs> well, your your scores are always so much more extreme than mine because you always have like this one. Yeah. You have this opinion, and you want to like uh, ex- uh, have it uh, come out in your score. To me, it's like, yeah, I, I wasn't super happy with it, but as a TV show, uh, right? <laughs> there wasn't any flubs in lines. There wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. No. I get more involved with it. Then you get, I guess. I, I, I get try to stay a little more unbiased. I try to right. see the merits of everything. Yeah. Right. I'm, I am very biased. And I'm I'm totally agree with that because uh, let's talk about the, the thing I'm maybe more most biased about in the entire world. Look, tell the audience about Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest uh, tw- 2020 has been cancelled. Due to the coronavirus, uh, this year's Eurovision Song Contest will no longer t- take place due to the coronavirus outbreak. The event was due to take place at Rotterdam's 1600 capacity Ahoy Arena, which we had talked about last week. Uh, with the final on the 16th of May, we would like millions of you around the world. Uh, oh, we, like millions of you around the world, are extremely saddened that it can't take place in May, said the organizers in a statement. The Dutch government had previously banned large public gatherings in an attempt to prevent the virus from spreading. The event's executive supervisor added, We are very proud of the Eurovision Song Contest that for 64 years has united people all around Europe. We regret this situation very much, but can promise you the Eurovision Song Contest will come back stronger than ever. He added, The talks are underway. Uh, about staging the contest at Rotterdam next year. It is not known whether this year's contest, including the British entrant, uh, will be invited back. The Eurovision organizers told BBC the issue would be discussed by its reference group and decision, and a decision will be communicated later. Yeah. I didn't cry 30 minutes about this and then called my dad. Did your dad already know? Well, no. And he went, why are you crying? And I said, Eurovision is cancelled. He was probably he thinking goes, it was something oh. really, all, all way worse. Because you're all like crying. He probably thought somebody had like gotten really sick. And you're like, it was Eurovision. You probably scared the crap out of him, bro. You would scare the crap out of me if you did that to me. You just called me up crying and then you were like, Eurovision got cancelled. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking that you had like gotten the coronavirus or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty like for me it's my birthday, Christmas, New Year's. Like this is one of the most important days of of the year for me, and uh, I'm I'm just so freaking sad about this. Yeah, I'm seeing right here something that we had talked about of whether something could happen with this. It says in this BBC article that I didn't read this part of it, I guess, but or they added it recently. It says organizers also have rejected the idea of hosting the show remotely with every contestant performing via satellite link. Uh, It's in the DNA of the Eurovision Song Contest to bring delegation artists and fans together in one place to provide an equal platform for all the artists uh, to compete together on the same stage. So they felt like it wasn't in the spirit of Eurovision to do it in some kind of uh, satellite link uploads. or things. We right. talked about that last week or the week before as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, uh, it's another like thing. It was the thing that I was maybe looking forward to the most. So... Of course, I'm getting sad about it. There's talks right yeah. now about canceling the Olympics as well. They haven't confirmed it yet, but yeah. there are talks uh, that it may not happen. I mean, this is these are the two things that I was thinking. These, if these go on, it's it could help bring the world together and unite us right. under one song or one, you know, uh, sport or something right. like that. But if they're canceled, that can't happen. So. No, but uh, let's uh, talk about the three countries you have seen this week. Okay. Because you have se- I I have uh, picked uh, neighbor countries of uh, each other. So let's go to Estonia first, I guess. And uh, that uh, was Uki Suvasti with <laughs> what is what love is. Sorry, that was hard for me to say. This was a live... Uh, performance what did, did you think about this uh it was super generic uh, was this the oh, most generic oh. song so far yes oh this is this is the most generic generic eurovision song ever it's a guy standing up with uh, he, he's he's fucking fucking beautiful i'm not going to lie oh the and guy himself see. yeah he's got what right. uh, what do they call uh his eyes his eyes are smoldering they say right yes and he he's just a model, but <laughs> is he okay? Most... That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I I I think he looks like a model. I mean, oh okay. So is what... right, and and uh, but but this is so fucking boring. Have you have you ever heard such a generic song this year? Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking. The, the lyrics are incredibly trite. It's like a very generic love song that you've heard a million times, a million different places. Uh, I guess kind of the only good thing about this was the candles with the, the fog yeah. going across the stage. That was pretty cool. But honestly, it didn't fit the song. No! Like, the candles with the fog are cool, but it felt like it should be like a Halloween like kind of song or something, not a love song. Right. Uh, but yeah, I am going to go give this a two look. What did you give it? I gave it a one. Yeah. I mean, it had no <laughs> chance. So. Yeah, no. It, it, it wouldn't qualify if it, if it continued. 
let's go then to Sweden, and that was uh, the Mamas with Move. Did you move to the song look with the three ladies? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't call it generic, but it was not anything super special. But I did have fun with it. I thought this could be remixed really well. It would probably be better as a remix than just a, a regular song. Uh, the singers are very good, especially the main uh, lead singer. She's got right. she's got pipes. We can say that. Um, the lyrics are again very trite, but overall, uh, I'll give it a three. Uh, I actually give this a six. So uh, we are doubling each other this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so far, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I agree. Uh, for me, for me, this is uh, this is very generic, but it is good generic in the way that uh, I have heard this kind of song before, but I didn't mind it at all. Uh, and Sweden is always a contender uh, in Eurovision. They have won uh, tremendously many times. I think it's six or something like that. Right, and this song is uh, kind of a... Go- I wouldn't say gospel. It's more of like a rhythm gospel. rhythm yeah. and blues kind of thing rhythm happening. Yeah. yeah, gospel, yeah. rhythm, and blues. They actually kind of go hand in hand, don't they? So, But uh, then we take your favorite country of last year. Uh, that was Denmark. Oh yeah, and uh, then Denmark came came with Ben and Tan with their yes. Did you say yes to this song, Luke? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? I didn't think it was it's... bad. It just didn't. It, it, it's again very generic. It, very generic love song. Uh, it's a duet yeah. with a woman and a man, and that is more interesting than just the man doing a love song. I got to give it that. Uh, so I'm watching these, and I see one generic love song that's only got the guy, and then another generic so- love song that's got a guy and a girl. So I gave one a one, and the other one a two. <laughs> right, I gave this a four, so that's kind of funny. Oh my gosh, we doubled on every single one. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I haven't even seen Luke's score. That is funny. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's totally okay. I mean, this is a, this is a very pee break. I I call this a pee break uh, for me. And uh, yeah, is this a song that would even we'll, get to the finals? I don't I don't really think no, so. No, 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 it would have no chance. Not this year. There's too many good songs this year. So uh, that was all the songs. What are we thinking? Eurovision's canceled. We have no idea really what we're gonna do here. We could just stop doing Eurovision right now. We're thinking about it because there's not going to be a final, so what's the point? <laughs> I would really love it if we could do a Eurovision ourselves and take all the songs and review all of them and then have people vote that are listening, but I don't think people would actually vote, so I don't know if we're going to do that. <laughs> so we, we, we are going to discuss this when you are not listening. I mean, we it. just found out today, it just came out that the fa- final was canceled, so we, we haven't even had time to really figure out what we're going to do, so next week we will let you know what's up with Eurovision. But look, you are in front of me with one point from the Oscars. You're leading. 
before we go into the wrestling results. Right, I'm one point ahead, exactly. Right. Let's see if you keep that... <laughs> if you keep that uh, lead or not. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. Let's start... We're doing it in the wiki. We'll start at the bottom of the wiki. Yes. Where's the rec reckless discard for human life and uh, public property? The winner was Rambo Last Blood. Uh, and neither of us got a point there? Okay. Worst screenplay was Cats. Uh, let's see. Neither of us got a point there? Uh, the Rusty Redeemer Award was Eddie Murphy. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I cannot I find it. I think we both got that. Uh, no, I picked Uncut Gems, and so you got a point there. Ah, okay. Uh, worst prequel, remake, or uh, ripoff, or sequel was Rambo Last Blood. Uh, I got a point there. Worst screen combo was any two half uh, feline, half human hairballs from Cat. Uh, you got a point there. I had picked John Travolta and any screenplay he accepts. Right. Worst supporting actress was Rebel Wilson uh, for Cats as Jenny Anadot. Uh, you got a point there. Worst supporting actor was James Gordon for Cats as Buster Mer Jones. Uh, let's see... We're supporting actor. Neither of us got a point. Worst actress was Hilary Duff for The Hunting of Sharon Tate. As Sharon Tate. We both got a point there. Mm -hmm. Worst actor was John Travolta for The Fanatic and Trading Points. As Musa Sam Monroe. Uh, you got a point there. Worst uh, director was Tom Hooper for Cats. Uh, I got a point there. And worst picture was Cats. Uh, let's see. And you got a point there, which means you win by... Let's see. I was up one, so I had four. You won by two. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, so you get to pick a topic for next week. Hopefully you have one ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember last time I won, I said, uh, pick something good or something incredibly bad, and you said, oh, this is a trick, I will pick something good, and we talked about something very good, and I didn't punish you because I was very nice. Do you remember that? Kind of? Yeah. Okay, cool, because I'm not going to be nice anymore. Um, uh... What is it that, that you hate more uh, in the universe? Musicals. Oh, really? You hate musicals? I, I do. You do. Know, there's, a, there's a musical called The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. <laughs> and we're going to review that for the next uh, show. Okay. Uh, let's, mm -hmm. It's on YouTube, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Team Star Kids. Uh, they are very funny, and I have waited very long to hit you with this. Okay. So, 
we're going to see a musical about a guy that doesn't like musicals. I think that fits very in with you. All right, this is going to be a short main topic uh, next week, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much oh, we're going to have to talk about this, but th yeah. We're going to tell everybody about what the musical is about, and uh, we're going to talk about Team Starkid and things like that. So uh, it will be a main topic, trust me. Team, uh, Team Starkid is a very cool topic that I know a lot about. So Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to watch it with you, because that's that's a part of it. Okay. <laughs> At least I know what we're doing this weekend. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what day. Uh, I'm free, so that works. <laughs> <laughs> a musical about a guy that hates musicals. How ironic is that? See, by the okay. title, it makes me think I might actually like it. So I'm not really that afraid, to be honest. <laughs> I guess we will see. Uh, Luke. Let's talk about movies, because, holy shit, everything uh, has been closed down. Right, uh, Regal Cinemas, which is basically the biggest uh, movie theater chain in America, closed all theaters starting tomorrow, which means today, until fur further notice. Uh, so all Regal Cinemas are shutting down all locations starting Tuesday, March 17th. I guess that was yesterday. Uh... All theaters will remain closed until further notice. Another thing, AMC and Cinemark, the two other giant theater chains here in America, are, are going dark amid coronavirus, uh, which means the three largest theater chains in the United States have announced they are all that all of their movie theaters will close indefinitely as the cinemas go dark across the country. Tuesday, Cinemark said it was closing all 345 sites temporarily as a productive measure in support oh protective measure in support of its employees guests and its communities the amount announcement came following amc and regal cinemas uh which announced it monday that they were going to shut shut on tuesday so every basically all movie theaters in america have been shut down has that already happened there in norway yeah uh they closed last week when i got in quarantine so at least I'm not missing anything in the movies. <laughs> uh, it looks like this could be kind of a game changer because what are you know what are these uh, production companies who have these giant movies that were supposed to come out? What are they going to do with them? They still want to make money. They right. could wait. They could not wait. What we're seeing here, NBC Universal, will li likely make theatrical movies available on demand immediately. So this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it is. Very interesting because I, uh, I, we talked a little about this before we were, we were recording, and I said this is probably the best news of it all. The Hollywood Reporter, which is not necessarily a hugely uh, accurate website, right. but whatever, this is probably uh, it's just random news. Uh, NBC Universal is taking the unprecedented step of making its current movies and Universal Pictures and. Universal Pictures, including the upcoming event family movie Trolls World Tour, uh, made available on demand at the same time they hit theaters that remain open during their coronavirus pandemic, which is not very many. Starting as early as Friday, March 20th, 2020, theatrical films including The Hunt, The Invisible Man, 
Focus Features Emma will be available to stream on a variety of on-demand platforms. Trolls World Tour will hit theaters uh, and on-demand on April 10th. The movies will be available for a 48-hour rental period at a suggested retail price of $19.99. So, $20. I mean, I guess most of the time when you go see a movie in a theater, it's whatever, at least $10 for the ticket and then probably at more than ten bucks for a popcorn and a soda, so twenty bucks at home, yeah. I guess, is okay. And uh, uh, Disney Plus uh, followed this up with releasing uh, Skywalker, uh, the new Star Wars, this week, and they also released Frozen two many, 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 many weeks before the release schedule. So, mm-hmm. right, that's that's uh, that's something. But I have seen some movies, and I have seen them with my dad in France. Uh, but uh, I will ask you, have you seen a movie? I only saw one, so why don't you go and go ahead and start? Okay, cool. I've seen two Netflix movies. My dad in France, he asked, Hey, uh, do you know of any end-of-the-world uh, <laughs> movies that has something to do with a virus? And I go, hey, let's see how it ends. Have you ever heard of How It Ends? I think I've seen that. Uh, I'd have to be reminded of what it's about, though. Go ahead. Okay, it's with T.O. James, Forrest Winnerker, and Kat Graham. It's about this mystical disease that uh, turns the country into a war zone. And it's about this uh, young lawyer and uh, his father-in-law that goes uh, to find his uh, pregnant uh, fiance. Right, I did see this. this. Yeah, I did. Yes, it's a shit movie. It how it ends is not good. Uh, that's what I remember being no. in my review. Yeah, it, it, uh, one one third of the movie is very good. It's very good in the in the beginning, and then it turns on the America factor. And what I mean when it turns on the America factor, it goes global, like super big. And it's like, oh, let's let's turn it into something it isn't. It was very good in the first one third of the movie. Right, totally. It's just it's a disappointing movie. But it's got it's actually the acting's pretty good and things like that. It's just disappointing at the end. Um, Yeah. Actually, I was seeing this week when I was scrolling around Netflix. Netflix now has, like, each section, they have, like, a top ten that they've started doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have that on Norwegian Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they started doing much. that. In in America, the last couple days, uh, in the number two or three spot has been Outbreak with, uh, uh, what's his I, name? I love that. Movie. Yeah, Outbreak. Uh, Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, not Al Pacino. Uh, uh, the other guy. Um, Dennis, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. There you go, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, people were probably screaming at us right there. Yes. <laughs> I saw a movie called Lost Girls on Netflix. Oh, that's the other movie that I saw with my dad. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's about a woman who uh, she hasn't seen her daughter in a while, but her daughter goes missing. And she mm-hmm. tries to get the police to help her, but they just treat her daughter like she was a drug addict prostitute, which apparently she was living wow. on the street or whatever. So the woman has to kind of go into business for herself and get uh, answers for herself. 
and uh, I thought it was pretty good. What did you think? This is based on a true story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they At the end, they show a short clip of the woman and things like that. Right. They kind of look, look like... Sure Not really. I mean, there's similarities, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, I fucking loved this movie. It was so incredibly awesome. It's one of the best Netflix movies I have ever seen. It was pretty good, yeah. Uh, I didn't think it was amazing in the sense that I've seen this story before. But this was a true story, you know what I mean? But this, right. kind of the way this story was put together, I've seen movies it's similar acting. to it. Yeah, but the acting in this is amazing. Uh, yeah. Especially Gabriel Byrne in it. And it, it, it's got a, a thriller tenseness to it, where there's like yeah. this underlying seediness to the town and things like that, which yep. I liked yep. about it. Yep. Uh, I gave it a 7. I gave it an 8.5. Okay. Hmm. I really, really liked it. <laughs> I going into it, I was a little concerned. It, like I was already super. I mean, it's been stressful. I'm sure everybody's feeling the stress right now all around the world. And yeah. I was going into it, going, "Is this going to stress me out too much?" And honestly, it didn't. It was just kind of a fun thrill ride. So, I agree. Uh, hey, look, uh, there is some movies coming out. Believe it or not, last week. So let's uh, see the audio trailer. For bloodshot and initiate sequence. Turn on a radio. Columbia. Gina, I'm home. Oh, it's Fast and Furious. Is Mr. Diesel? What is this? I'm sorry to tell you this, but you got yourself killed. Oh, I know him. Vin Diesel actually causes a lot of the carbon emissions in the world. Uh, uh, I see what you did there, buddy. It's a double joke because Fast and the Furious. You have an army inside you that will not only make you stronger, it will heal you instantly. Wait, so he's Wolverine? That's just Wolverine. We've seen this guy, this superhero before. I guess he doesn't have claws. Oh, what is this? That game, uh, man's name that took him like in out of sleep and things. What is his name again? I don't know what you're talking Wolf. about. Wolf Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Like yeah. Oh, that's not good. I don't know. Is it? Like the boss of the operation. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that Val Kilmer? I think so. He's got a wig on, for sure, so it's a little hard to tell, but... Tell me, do you remember... I don't think he's... You think he's old enough to have gray hair? No, I don't think so. It's a book. Comic book, okay. Yeah, I could kind of tell by the superhero aspects of it that it was probably based off a graphic novel or a comic book. Maybe it's not for a comic? I guess we'll find out in a second. <laughs> it's definitely when this one control me for that. Sure about that. Revenge is what makes a man like you. I want to see this movie. It looks super cool. It's not Val Kilmer. You know nothing about men like me. It's very AA 90s. 
almost the 80s there. Yeah, it is very 90s, but with like updated special effects, basically. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, from the trailer, I'd watch it. It just looks like a silly action yeah. movie. It looks super. It doesn't so, look uh, offensive is... or anything. Oh. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Bloodshot, after he and his wife are murdered, uh, Marine, Marine Ray Garrison is resurrected by a team of scientists. Enhanced with nanotechnology, he becomes a superhuman biotech killing machine. Bloodshot, as Ray... Uh, Bloodshot. As Ray first trains with fellow super soldiers, he cannot recall anything from his former life, but when his memories flood back, he remembers the man that killed both of his, both him and his wife. He breaks out of the facility to get <clears throat> revenge. You know what? I find it very funny that I confuse uh, <laughs> Gabe Pierce. With Guy Pierce, right. Oh, I found that very funny. Oh. Yeah, uh, really, let's see, anybody else that you know in here? Uh, Vin Diesel and Guy Pierce. I mean, everybody else I'm not really super familiar with. <laughs> Sorry. I can't go over that. I, I thought that was... <laughs> well, he has the silly wig on, right? definitely, so yeah. it's hard to tell. Uh, I, I guess... I was not really half. I wasn't paying attention, I guess, and he kept. It was flashing, and so you said it, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess that's who it is." <laughs> Alex Woods on, on on Google gave this one star. It said, "Bloodshot to me is another one of those generic action movies that bring nothing to death whatsoever. The character development is one thing. After the first hour or so, I pretty much knew." who the good guys were and who the bad guys were. Uh, because uh, the bad guy don't have anything of suspense uh, except a couple of dramatic lines that are supposed to make you hate them. And it, uh, they don't do backstories and, I don't, uh, and they don't have real motivations. They don't have any possible redeeming qualities. Just punching bags. Uh, in the movie for Van Diesel <laughs> to hunt down at the end. That's every Batman me, movie, though, too. Right. Uh, that, for me, is very lazy uh, writing. I will say that the hacker uh, introduced halfway through is very well done. So, Okay. Uh, from the Facebook, uh, Julian Hernandez says, I have... I saw the movie Saturday. It was awesome. I I loved it, but I'm very sad that it won't get a sequel sequel uh, because of the audience and the money uh, that it didn't get because of the virus. Okay, it goes a little mixed mm. up there. Uh, it's a great movie. Needs a sequel. Uh, good grief! I, I could not wait for this movie to end. I can't remember the last time I was so bored in a movie theater. <laughs> Sorry, I wasted my time and money on this crap. Uh, Scott Ayers says that. Okay. okay. Uh, but Erica As... Anderson says, uh, just came from the theater. It was too bad this movie came out when it did because the place was dead. Uh, so it will probably tank in the box office. However, this was one of the best action movies I've seen in a while. It was very entertaining, large explosive explosions and lots of carnage. Plus Vin Diesel plays an amazing badass. 
It reminds me of that uh, that one <laughs> that we, when he was in the dark. Do you remember that? What was that called? Oh, the one in space. Uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. what that was called. Uh, yeah, your chinchilla likes that movie. Yeah, he does. Remember it? Yes, he, he was trying to give us the title. Why don't you figure out what that is? Because I got another one here that I thought was actually pretty funny from uh, James Steele on Facebook. He says, besides The Joker, this is one of my top five movies of the year. Wow. (laughs) Anything seem weird about that to you, Fro? Yeah. (laughs) Joker was from last year. The Joker was this year. That's funny. Uh, it's not Triple X. It is Pitch Black. Pitch no, Black. Wow, how did we not get that? Yes. And there was a sequel to it, or there was another one uh, where he was in it as the same character, but it was and, called something Yeah, like, The Chronicles of Riddick. The Chronicles of Riddick. Was, that was the sequel, but it wasn't yeah. called yeah Pitch Black 2. No. And it wasn't that good either. No, that movie was <laughs> terrible. He was barely in it. He was in it for like five seconds at the end. Pitch Black was fucking awesome. I loved Pitch Black. Yeah, I, remember, I remember liking I, it, but I barely remember what it was like. How how much I, I liked it. That's twenty years ago, though. Right, exactly. Can you believe that? Yeah. I I wonder if it uh, holds up. up. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Do you, uh, without looking at IMDb, do you know what his uh, like uh, outbreak role was, Van Diesel? The like, his big role that he came out uh, in yeah. Hollywood as. Hmm. I mean, I want to say the Fast and the Furious. No, no, no. That was much, much later. The Fast and the Furious came in two thousand and one, actually, and Pitch Black was before that. Was it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, yeah. Vin Diesel. Hmm. I can't even think. No, what is it? It's saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I, I thought you meant like breakout role where he was like the big star. Tom oh, Hanks. Yeah. Was, yeah. Okay, then it was uh, actually uh, Pitch Black. Or yeah, I guess so. Because they yeah. made Chronicles of Riddick because everybody thought he was so cool in that. Right. Because nobody remembers Boiler Room. I I I hardly remember Boiler Room. Yeah, I remember the title. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> ben Younger uh, film. I think nobody remembers that movie other than me. <laughs> I remember watching that in the movies. It was not a good movie. <laughs> but uh, also coming out, look, is another uh, little independent movie that uh, we have never heard about. Definitely not last year or something. Because uh, something came out called The Hunt. And isn't this... Hmm. I have a strange feeling that we have heard about this movie before. Because 12 strangers wake up in the clearing. They don't know where they are or... How they got there in the shadow of the dark internet conspiracy theory, ruthless ex- exiles and gather a remote location to hunt human for sports. But the Marshall plan is about to be derailed when one of the huntable crystal turns the tables on the pursuer. So this was supposed to come out last year, but it was stopped. Remember this? Uh, yeah, I do. 
Right. Well, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I, I, I almost want to say it was this year that that happened, to be honest, but I could be wrong. Oh, it was last year, so... It was 2019. Okay. Uh, uh, I just remember it has... that it, it was got a lot of heat because they said... They said somebody saw the trailer and said they are hunting Republicans, uh, and they right. got all offended. But then we found out it was a satire, uh, and right. the, or at least they were saying it was a satire. So it got held like they held it back for whatever reason, and now they're coming out with it. But it has Ben Hoverton in it. I didn't know that. It has um, a few good actors that I've seen in. I the one uh, main. Hillary Swank. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Hillary Swank. Uh, Emma Roberts. Isn't it as well? Yeah, uh, I want to see it. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I really want to see it. Well, it has a rating of 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 53% of tomatoes, and 50% of Metacritics, and 65% uh, of Google users like this movie. But I really want to see it because it, it reminds me of uh, any other like movie like that. Like, uh, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, another movie yes. came out, I still believe, uh, the true story of Christian's music, Christian music star <laughs> Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss, bro. Uh, uh, so this movie. <laughs> and it, it's starring KJ Appa, Britt Robertson, yep. and Melissa Roxbury. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it's got Gary Sinise in it. And Shania Twain. It's got Shania Twain. Remember Shania Twain, bro? That don't impress me much. <laughs> I, I had a friend when I was in, like, middle school, and he had the biggest crush on Shania Twain. I remember he had, like, he bought the VHS of her music video because he was such a big fan of hers. <laughs> so got the money, but you can't touch. Oh yeah, the scores: uh, six six point six out of ten on IMDb, ninety eight percent on Fandango, forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, yeah, not as bad as I so thought. It, look, I thought, to be honest. If you had to pick, what would you see? <clears throat> well, it's between Bloodshot and The Hunt, but I probably would see The Hunt, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, same here. And then Bloodshot number two, and the last one would be yeah. very last. Yeah. There, very last, <laughs> almost at last. That's uh, the thing that we're going to see. <laughs> the guy that didn't like musicals. Uh, there's uh, probably worse musicals than this, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, so, are you bored? I don't. You have anything to find to watch? Are you tired of watching things? Well, maybe you should read them. Oh, but you don't have a book, you say? You should go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. What do you get, you say? Oh, a free book. Yes. Uh, if you get to keep it if you cancel? Yes. If you support the show if you even cancel? Yes. Is it just good news? Yes! Do it now! Okay. Um, anything else to plug? I guess let's do Jeremy round. You got anything extra yeah. to talk about? Um, 
some things I, I, I want to talk about, but uh, you, you told me about the dog race that was won by a Norwegian. Oh, yeah, the Iditarod in Alaska was won by a Norwegian guy uh, this year, and it ju- he just won it, like, today, just now. Yeah. And this was the first time in many years or something? Uh, apparently, uh, it's been a while. Uh, one guy has won for years and years and years because he, I guess, was like the best dog sledder out there. And that guy retired this year, giving a lot of other people chances. And the person who was one was a Norwegian guy. So that's pretty cool. Do you know his name? Uh, let me check it. Double check. Thomas. Thomas something. Thomas Warner. That doesn't sound so very Norwegian. Uh, as a young boy growing up in Norway, Thomas, it's spelled W-A-E-R-N-E-R. Uh, spent idle hours thinking long and hard about two different kinds of iconic American modes of transportation, muscle cars, and sled dogs. So there you go. He probably had a better chance of finding sled dogs than, uh, than muscle cars in Norway is my guess. So he went with the sled dogs. So, have you ever heard of Romeo Lacoste? The sa- that name sounds super familiar. Remind me. So, he's a tattoo artist. Okay. That everybody wanted to get tattoos on. Okay. And then it got known that he was a pedophile. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think I, he had t-shirts and stuff with like his designs on it, right? That's what I remember the yeah, Lacoste yeah. t-shirts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, he now is suing Keemstar for three point five million. I saw that. Best. Yeah, actually, I just posted a picture. Go and look at our chat. It's hilarious that you bring up Keemstar. Go look at the picture right. in the chat. Uh, oh, that's funny. Keemstar, he this is that that thing. He was trying to get people to watch it because apparently people weren't watching it. So he posted on Twitter. Uh, so I'm getting some tweets. Of people saying they, the new drama alert was taken down, but it's still up here. Here's the link. He's just <laughs> so. Then in the in the chat below it, it's like people saying like, "Oh no, it's still up. I'm I'm looking at it right now. I'm totally watching it right now, Keem. I got your back." And it's like he's just tricking people to get views on his video <laughs> by saying, "Oh, I think it's down." It is dirty tactics by this dude. Speaking of people who are supposedly pedophiles, last night Oprah was trending on Twitter for hours and hours because yeah. there was like a rumor oh, yeah. she was a she had kids in her basement or something. Why was this a rumor? Well, I have the thing here. Let me find it. Uh there was a post so on, There was a post on Facebook by somebody uh okay. talking about all these things about the virus and how it was all like a conspiracy um uh, to try to uh, take Trump out of government. Remember when we did QAnon? Yes. It's that. It's the whole QAnon okay. thing, uh, okay. except, uh, yeah, it was it was spread around on Facebook, and then it moved over to Twitter and started trending there. It's a really long thing that we can't read out here, but uh, I'll let I'll, I'm gonna link it to Fro so he can look at it later. Um, it's actually pretty hilarious, and the, the connections they make are really funny. Uh, uh, in one part of it, 
they start talking uh, towards the end. Coming up, there will be a two-month complete shutdown of the world's most common operations, such as schools, stock exchange, some banks, airports, shipping, travel events, galas, expos, sports games, uh, sports championships, and NBA, NHL, baseball games, ships, cruises, including food shortages, and staged electrical power losses. So this was posted before everything happened. So it's uh, people were tripping out in the conspiracy. And this is all coming out of that like whole QAnon uh, bullshit. So that's very funny that you uh, talk about conspiracy theories because that's what one of the things that I was going to recommend from YouTube this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have? Do you ever watch uh, uh, the cartoon um, series on on YouTube called uh, The Odd One Out? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But the odd one out has very funny drawings, and he made uh, a YouTube video called Conspiracy Theories and Crazy People four days ago. You should really look it up. It's very, very good. Uh, yeah, okay, I will. Or just link it to me if you can, or one or the other. Yeah. Uh, I, I posted, posted another link there for you. Did you see this? Uh, Alex Jones gets arrested for a DWI. <laughs> no, did it? Mm-hmm. Surprise! Uh, he is saying that it was all a conspiracy uh, to try to stop him, uh, and that he w- oh. that he didn't drink enough to blow anything. Uh, that that's what he said on his show, apparently. But yeah, he. Uh, it's kind of sad to be honest. Jones told the deputy he had consumed a bottle of sake while having dinner with his wife at a sushi restaurant. In the affidavit, after getting into an argument with his wife, Jones said she walked home, or he walked home, about three miles. The document says when the argument continued at home, he left to go to another residence to get away from his wife. Uh, and that's when he got pulled over. <laughs> Honestly, I feel, I'm kind of starting to feel bad for the guy because he's definitely spiraling, spiraling down. There we go. But we we need to talk about the wolf in the room, Joe Rogan. We need to talk about it for two seconds at least. I don't know what what, what you mean. What the fuck is going on with him? He's turning around against the coronavirus. It's so strange. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All the stuff that he put out could have been like filmed before we had all the stuff we have out now about it. Uh, where it was still, you know what I mean? But it did, the last couple shows he's posted, he seems to be like one of those people who's like, oh, it's not really that bad, it's uh, it's just the flu kind of person, right? Is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Gus Johnson, I know that you're a big Gus Johnson fan. He mm-hmm. was on, uh, uh, with one of my favorite comedians this week and they did a thing together uh, that I uh, wanted to link to you as well I, I need to re- try to remember that that's why I said it out loud okay so when you listen <laughs> when you listen back to this you'll remember to send it to me l- l- listen back to this it, I, 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 re- I remember to send it to you uh, what else did you watch I will find it while while uh, that was all for me I mean it I think that's pretty good. You can send it to me later. We're going to wrap up the show. Uh, hopefully everybody out there is is safe. If you want to send us 
anything, uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com or post underneath our, uh, any one of our shows on Twitter or on Facebook and let us know how you're doing. Uh, if you want to send us the voice message, uh, audio recording, it'd probably be best to send it to another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, hopefully everybody's doing fine. We're doing fine. Hopefully everybody's, uh, hopefully this is over soon. Yeah, I, I can't wait to it being over, that's for sure. <laughs> I think we all we all are waiting for that, aren't we? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been waiting for this to happen, something like this to happen my whole life. <laughs> it feels like, the, I, I almost feel uh, like this has been something that's been building up uh, to happen my whole life. Like, I've been watching the government do stupid shit, and I was like... Eventually, some pandemic's going to happen or something. It just feels like uh, all the movies I've watched and everything else have built me up for this to happen almost. But <laughs> so it was Steve Hofstetter, Steve Hofstetter that had the gas jumps now. I I sent you a link to it. Uh, I I couldn't remember his name. So next week we will talk news of the week. I'm going to guess that we will talk about a lot of Corona things because it's not going to stop very soon and we are going to talk about the guy that who did not like musicals and yes we are also going to talk about how luke doesn't like musicals and we will talk about team starkid and their production things and things like that but we will go very spoilery review of the guy that didn't like musicals next week we will maybe do Eurovision review or TV review or something. You will find out next week. We don't even know. <laughs> we will have another digital review of the movie. <laughs> because we don't know that either. Because movies aren't coming in in theaters. Uh, there are movies to review, so we're going to f- try to figure out, uh, find a mu- movie to review for next week. I think that's everything. Don't you think so? I think so. Everybody stay safe. Stay safe. From Norway, my name is uh, Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.